Coming up, Joe Biden wants to rename the detention centers at the southern border. He wants to give them a name that sounds more pleasant and more appealing. I mean, after all, when you're keeping kids locked up in cages, you at least want to give it a nice name, make, give it a pretty name. Give those cages, make them sound a little bit more pleasant than cages and detention facilities. Uh, that's coming up. So President Biden, his latest not a blunder, his latest senior moment, and they're getting more painful by the minute to listen to and to watch, is he forgot the name of an obscure building in Washington, D.C., known as the Pentagon, and he forgot the name of his own Secretary of Defense. And I kid you not, and you see him just like his mind is wandering and he is confused and struggling to recall the name of the Pentagon. Yes, the headquarters of the U.S. military. He's the commander-in-chief, and he's been in Washington for 50 years, pretty much. Well, what, what, that, that outfit, that place over that thing, that thing, the Pentagon, his secretary of the Navy, of defense. And, and, and it's frightening. And, I, you know, I don't mean to make light, light of it. Obviously, as I said, it's getting very difficult. Joe Biden at this point, President Biden, a.k.a. Hunter's father, he should be down in Deerfield Beach, Florida right now with a Hawaii, you know, some kind of Hawaiian shirt on. He should be sipping Kool-Aid, enjoying the sunrise and shopping at Walmart for 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 senior products. That's what he should be doing. He should be retired, enjoying. He had a you know a, a, a very long career. He was the vice president of the United States, and all anybody's ever going to remember. He was a senator. All they're ever going to remember him for is you uh, uh, basically having a cognitive decline, being in the White House as a figurehead only. Literally somebody else running the show, hopefully, we have no idea who, or maybe nobody running the show. And that is going to be the Biden legacy. Anyway, so Joe, Joe Biden wants to rename the detention centers. He wants to call them reception centers. This is what they're toying with, calling them welcome centers or reception centers, because that way it's, it sounds like a hotel that way. It doesn't sound like as cruel as what it actually is, which is kids in cages. Well, maybe you tell me it's not kids in cages, but that's what it was under Trump. You know, but if you call the cages, listen, yeah, they are in cages, but where are the cages located? Are they in a facility? Are they in a prison? No, they are in a welcome center. They're in a reception center. I mean, how about you call it a spa? How about the detention resort and spa? Maybe, maybe let's call it that, and then that will solve the problem. So, again, according to reports, right now, President Biden, the administration, they are increasing their capacity. They're actually going to operate at 100% capacity, which they have not been doing, obviously, because of COVID for a long time. Well, suddenly COVID is out the window. Suddenly uh, Joe Biden has border issues, so he doesn't care about COVID anymore. Remember when it was Trump and when Trump was the one who didn't care about COVID. Oh, the media was it was wall to wall plastered headlines amongst the mainstream media. And um, the CDC has approved this because uh, until now, detention facilities can only be occupied at 50 percent so that they could practice social distancing. Here's a quote from Axios, quote, the fact that the country's premier health advisory agency is permitting a change in COVID protocols indicates the scale of the immigration crisis. Shelters have been getting an average of 321 children per day, which is up from 47 per day in the first week of January. Why are so many children, hundreds, thousands of children coming across the border? They weren't under Trump. Very simple, because they know that Biden is going to let them in. He changed policy because now he has re-implemented catch and release. So they need an extra 20,000 beds. And Axios says that if the, the, the fact that they're going to this extreme measure and throwing the COVID restrictions out the window 
shows you how the, the how large a scale this crisis is. One second, it's not a crisis. Remember, Biden and his people, not him because he never gets to speak to the media because they are sheltering him away, protecting him from any sort of questions. But they they told us that it's a challenge. It's not a crisis. It's a border challenge. Well, that's a pretty big border challenge when they've literally tossed all the CDC restrictions, all the COVID restrictions, all the social distancing guidelines out the window. By the way, this is being reported in addition to Axios. This was in Breitbart. A CDC draft memo says the situation in the border on the border has grown dire and officials need to be prepared to see an increase in coronavirus. By the way, Democrats in Texas, Democrats in Texas, Democrat congressmen in Texas are starting to panic and they're starting to express their outrage because now the Biden administration, they are literally dropping off these migrants, these illegals. They're dropping them off in in Texas cities and they're actually spreading COVID around. They're actually COVID um, positives. Co- congressman Vincente Gonzalez of Texas, Democrat congressman, last week he said Biden's agenda is causing a crisis that will be catastrophic for our party, our country, my region, my district in the middle of a pandemic in an area where we have lost uh, over 30,000 people in my small, over 3,000, I should say, 3,000, there I am with the blunder, over 3,000 people in my small congressional district. So this is a Democrat calling this catastrophic. For the Democrat Party and for the country. Now, one second, it's only a challenge. How can a challenge be catastrophic? If it was a crisis, it could be catastrophic. Meanwhile, Republicans are calling out President Biden's hypocrisy for releasing COVID positive. Yes, they are releasing COVID positive migrants into the country. The media is nowhere. They are asleep at the switch on this. They are totally suppressing this. Catch and release is now the latest super spreader policy. And you can thank Biden and the Democrats who have been uh, ranting for a year about how uh, COVID is all Trump's fault and they're the only ones who actually keep keep the rules and keep the guidelines. A group of 23 House Republicans sent a letter to Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas demanding answers how they are allowing so many illegals who test positive for the virus to be released I- I- into the U.S. I mean, forget the fact they should never be released, even when they're COVID negative, but certainly now. The letter led by Congressman Michael Burgess of Texas Calls out Biden's policy. The letter says, quote, there are reports that at least 100 migrants who tested positive have been released into the United States. Reports last week confirmed more than 100 border crossers released into the U.S. tested positive. And um, then they were allowed to travel anywhere they want in the United States. And the House Republicans said that resuming catch and release, which is what Biden is doing during the pandemic, is a guaranteed super spreader Event. All right. So the media's coverage of the nursing home scandal, the Cuomo nursing home scandal has been almost non-existent. It's egregious. And um, we're going to give you the numbers here. The three major news networks, NBC, ABC, CBS, the three major news networks in the past year. Do you know how long they have spent in the past year covering actually covering the Cuomo nursing home scandal? How much time in minutes? How many minutes? have the three major networks, NBC, CBS, ABC, the three national networks, how much time have their news divisions or their, 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 their national news shows spent covering the Cuomo nursing home scandal, a, total, a grand total of 15 minutes. 15 minutes in a year. No exaggeration. Shockingly, pitifully little coverage, virtually non-existent coverage of the nursing home scandal. Of course, because Cuomo's the hero. And the last thing they want to do is advance the, the true narrative, which is that Trump has done an enormous amount to combat the virus. And Cuomo, the hero who they were praising, uh, Cuomo's the one who actually uh, did, 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 did a horrific job. So according to the Media Research Center, a grand total of 15 minutes over the course of 10 months have been used to talk about Cuomo's death count, the nursing home 
scandal. Outside of these short bursts, the media cannot be bothered about the death of thousands of seniors. Um, May 11th of last year, uh, from May 11th of last year, which is when the nursing home scandal broke through this past Sunday night, ABC, CBS, and NBC, the evening newscasts, which are the main newscast news shows on those channels, devoted a mere 15 minutes and 35 seconds to that story. Most of that came on January 28th when the Democrat Attorney General, Letitia James, was the one who really broke the whole story wide open and, you know, and actually uh, uh, put forth her findings based on her investigation. And, and by the way, you know, what's interesting is the cover-up, the alleged cover-up, where, where, where we have top Cuomo aides who actually had the numbers altered so that they were not reflected properly to, um, to bury, you know, thousands and thousands of deaths, to hide thousands and thousands of deaths and make it seem like the nursing home deaths in New York are thousands fewer than the actual number. That became a bigger story than the actual Cuomo policy. The Cuomo policy of actually sending COVID patients. They had the USS Comfort, right? They had this massive Navy ship that was almost empty. They had the Javits Center makeshift hospital. All, all those came from Trump, by the way. And, uh, and yet Cuomo sent them back into nursing homes, whatever the reasons that he did. And, uh, and, and that is the real story. You know, the cover-up, obviously, also. I don't mean to negate or minimize the cover-up. But the big story is that Cuomo has blood on his hands, that his policy led to the deaths in all likelihood of thousands and thousands of vulnerable elderly people, of seniors. I mean, it's just it's, it's unspeakable. It's so hor- horrific. It is unspeakable. And like nobody focuses. And was it was he officially committing a crime, technically committing a crime or not? I don't care. I mean, it, it was it, it's it's one of the most heinous, horrific acts that I've ever heard of a politician. Imagine if they were black people. Imagine if if, if Cuomo were sending black people who tested positive for COVID-19 into the homes of elderly black people or whoever. If he sent COVID positive people into the house of thousands uh, 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 or the facilities where thousands and thousands of black elderly vulnerable residents were being housed. Imagine and Cuomo had had been responsible for the death as a white person of thousands and thousands of black people. You'd have to believe the media, even though he's a Democrat, the media would be all over it. And all we'd be hearing is about racism. Imagine if Trump did it for that matter. It doesn't matter. Colored race, none of that matter. Imagine if Trump did it with white nursing home residents. The media would be would be talking about it nonstop. They'd be impeaching him 100 percent. All right. And finally, Mayor Bill de Blasio's wife, Mayor Bill de Blasio's radical liberal wife, who, by the way, makes millions of dollars off of the de Blasio, the fact that de Blasio's mayor from the New York City. She is encouraging New Yorkers to intervene. When a crime is committed, she's encouraging civilians to get involved and to basically put themselves in danger. She's she was the one who encouraged de Blasio to defund the police. He has defunded the police. And now there's no, there's a massive surge in crime. That's one of several reasons. But it's because of de Blasio and his policies. And now she's actually encouraging New Yorkers, civilians, to get involved and to try to prevent crime. Are you kidding me? And, and put their own lives in danger? Shirlene McRae, she wrote on Twitter, she wrote, quote, As attacks on Asian American communities continue, we are asking New Yorkers to show up for their neighbors and intervene when witnessing hateful violence or harassment. I know it can be frightening when you're not sure what to say or do, but you can learn. You can learn. Yeah, you can learn. It's called becoming a police officer. It's called getting trained. She said fear is a normal feeling when stepping into a confrontation, but being prepared can help. She's telling these people, yeah, I know it's scary. I know it's scary when somebody's about to shoot somebody or somebody's mugging somebody or there's a fight going on. I know it's scary to get involved. Yeah, it's scary to get involved. That's why we have police. And you take took away, they took away one of the most illustrious police divisions, the anti-crime unit in the United States. I mean, this is how this is outrageous. This is absolutely it's mind boggling that she's telling people. She said witnesses 
should respond directly to the aggressor or physically intervene only after assessing the situation. Be confident, assertive, calm. This is risky, but sometimes all we can do is speak up. I, I, I speak up. This comes, by the way, uh, about a week after there was an innocent civilian who was killed in Brooklyn in this type of situation. He was trying to help a stranger. It was two Asians. An Asian was trying to help another Asian who was being robbed, and he intervened, and tragically... He was actually killed in that incident, and she's encouraged, and this is what they do, these liberals. They say, we don't need police. Get the police out. There's a, there's a surge in crime. You, they say, you need social workers to come and deal with these situations, and come, come and just speak to these people, and just ex calmly explain to people, to the, to, to the guy who's high on drugs, or the violent criminal who's robbing somebody, who's threatening somebody with a knife, let me calmly try to talk him out of it. And now they're encouraging civilians when the police are the ones who actually can, can, can really fix the problem and, and really should be the ones getting involved. I mean, she, again, if Trump did something like this, I mean, they literally would, would be impeaching him. She's going to cause people to get hurt and possibly worse. That's going to do it for today, and we will see you next time.